Back at Simon Field for the top of the fourth, and the Evergreen's going to use a third pitcher. Here's Noah Shimaluski, who is making his pitching debut for the season. Again, Noah's a junior, so you'd like to see what he can do because he may be called on to pitch more next season. He'll face 2-3-4 and four in the Holman batting order with the Evergreens trailing 5-0. Here's Jack Waller to lead off. First pitch from Shimaluski is just outside. Not by much. Ball one. Play in the top of the fourth. Evergreens have had a hard time hitting Holman's lefty starter. And Holman's wrapped out six hits and has five runs in against the Evergreens so far. This is a fly ball down the left field line. I think this is going to be out of play. It is. Beyond the chain link fence. So Hayden Davidowski came on in the third inning after the first two hit safely against Preston Miller. Davidowski got all three outs in the third inning, but gave up three hits, two runs, and they were both earned. Did not walk anyone, did not strike out anyone. And now gives way to Noah Shimaluski, who's giving a 1-1 pitch. There's a strike. A ball and two strikes. You know what? Noah is not the fastest pitcher, but he's kind of a three-quarters delivery, and he looks like he's around the plate a lot. So that's good. Again, the question is, can Holman hit him? Shimaluski's a big kid, too. Cuts an imposing figure on the mound. This is off the fist. Center field sinking in. Preston Miller not able to get to it. It's down in left center field. Preston Miller has come on to play center field now for the Evergreens. Holman's got a seventh hit. The Evergreens have only one. It was an infield hit. Tucker Gagenfulner to hit now. And again, aside from the delivery point or the release point, there's not much that's tricky about Noah Shumaluski when he's pitching. Again, that's not a smoking fastball that you're going to throw behind someone. It's got to be around the strike zone. First ball swinging there, fouled off into the net. Strike one. Boy, there's my favorite vehicle passing by out there. It's the Jurassic Park vehicle. No balls and one strike. No, really, it is. Oh, one pitch. Checked his swing, went too far. Strike two. Runner at first, nobody out as we play the top of the fourth inning. The Evergreens are trailing here, 5 nothing. And Holman's on the bat looking for more. Yeah, Preston Miller's back in center field for the Evergreens. Rest of the infield looks the same. That pitch is outside, one ball and two strikes. Again, because the Evergreens are not using their regular pitching, Holman's looking to hit here. And the Evergreens, I mean, this is still a useful game for the Evergreens. You've got to try and figure out how to hit the lefties. Line drive, left field in the corner, foul. Stay at one ball and two strikes. Tucker Giegenfellner is one for two today. Almost put that one in the corner for extra bases. Evergreens arrived today, one game above 500, five and four. Swing and a miss, got him! There's a strikeout for Noah Shimaluski, and it's the first out of the fourth inning. Carson Westcott to hit now. Designated hitter, 
Harrison Westcott. Westcott was hit by a pitch and singled. He's one for one today. He'll bat with one out and a man on first. Yeah, I mean, what are the things that the Evergreens still need to accomplish when they are at bat? Need more two-out hits, need more hits with runners on base. First pitch is outside to Westcott, ball one. And those are all things that the Evergreens, it's probably a good thing that the Evergreens are facing more left-handed pitching because you need more practice with that. That's fouled off his foot, one ball and one strike. Runner was going, hit and run was on there. Holman comes in. Again, they're 5-5, five and five, but they've won their last three. Last win against Toma. We played Toma a couple of years ago. They came over here. If memory serves, that was part of a triangular. They were one of the teams that were our guests. Checked his swing and fouls that back. One ball and two strikes to Carson Westcott. Holman and Superior play each other in the second game. And then the Evergreens play Superior in the third game. If you're coming out to see that, we're thinking start times around 3 or 3.30. Swing and a miss. Strike two. A strike three. Bigger. The second strikeout for Noah Shimaluski. So after a leadoff single, two Ks, and here's Gunnar Hillstead. By the way, in the on-deck circle, Hayden Goodell, the catcher, we wondered if he was still in the ballgame. He is indeed still in, so he was catching last inning, even though he took one off the inside of his shins in a place that looked like it hurt. He's out in the on-deck circle ready to take his turn. Ball one to Gunnar Hillstead. Again, Goodell would hit if the inning continues. Line drive beyond the second baseman, Soppy. Soppy dived and tried to make a play. It was just out of his reach. The lead runner is going to move from first to third. So runners on the corners with a two-out hit for Gunnar Hillstead. And Holman is indeed threatening for some more. Goodell walked and doubled. So, I mean, if you're hitting, even if you've been hurt in the field, sure, you want to keep playing, want to keep hitting here. And Goodell will take his turn. For Holman, that's their eighth hit. Again, I mean, just kind of in your mind, put an asterisk by that because the Evergreens are not using regular pitchers, pitchers that you would see in conference games. Shimaluski. Coming home here, ground ball to short. Wiesman has it, has to throw across the diamond. It's on one hop and picked out by Caden Kreitlow. Nice play at first base for the third out and to bring the inning to a close. Caden Kreitlow saved his shortstop a throwing error, handled that throw on one hop, and Holman does not score on Noah Shimaluski. We'll go to the bottom of the fourth. Let's see if the Evergreens can get something going. They're trailing Holman 5-0 on 93.9 The Game and EverythingEvergreens.com.
going to the bottom of the fourth inning. Mitch Danielski was at bat in the bottom of the third when the Evergreens had a runner thrown out trying to steal third base. So Danielski will lead off here in the bottom of the fourth. It's Danielski, Brock Babish, and Chris Wiesman scheduled to bat for the Evergreens. I'm Chris Conley. Glad you're here. Early this morning, the fishing season began in Wisconsin. There was a time that the Evergreens did not schedule Saturday games for the start of the fishing season. They'd play on Friday, just the way the schedule worked out this year. Between games, we give you time to complete your Mother's Day shopping, and then you can be back here for the third game between Everest and Superior. So a lot of baseball at Simon Field. Another inning of work for Aiden Boylan, and the first pitch is ball one to Mitch Danielski. One zero pitch did not go at a pitch that's off the plate. Two balls and no strikes. I'll tell you something that I noticed at Simon Field. Again, I've been here a lot over the last decade. I just hadn't noticed this before. There's a strike, two balls and one strike. Out beyond the pine trees in center field. Now, we have pine trees beyond the football field that kind of form a little bit of a batter's eye. But there is a white house that's just off to the left. I, I didn't notice this until I was behind home plate just looking out. That's outside three balls and one strike. If you're a left-handed pitcher, you could potentially pitch and your arm or that ball, that release point, is in the, the view of where that white house is. Fly ball popped up into the infield. First baseman is catching, fighting the sun. And Mitch Danielski is out. If you remember the old Memorial Stadium where the Orioles used to play before they built the new ballpark at Camden Yards, there was a house beyond center field that was also white. And the rumor was that Jim Palmer, star pitcher for the Orioles in the 70s and early 80s, paid to have that house painted each year. <laughs> that he would pitch out of that house deliberately for a lot of home games. Pitches outside here to Brock Babish, ball one. That's high and away, two balls and no strikes to Babish. Brock struck out his first time up. Again, I'm just kind of looking and wondering what's going on with Brock Babish because the Evergreens were planning on giving him some work pitching. That's outside, three balls and no strikes. Babish again this morning was spending some time with the athletic trainer. Just like he did last night. 3-0 pitch. He's taking and he takes strike one. Brock looking to get the Evergreens a one-out base runner as we play the bottom of the fourth. And there's a fly ball over the head of the second baseman and lands softly in right field. Brock Babish has himself a hit. Babish was ahead in the count, still had the green light. Here's Chris Wiesman. Again, the Evergreens have the bright yellow uniforms out today so that no laundry had to be done after the late Friday night game. And there is what the pitcher just dropped the ball as he was coming set. It came out of his glove, and that's a balk. Brock Babish will move over to second base. A balk called on Aiden Boylan. I remember the first year that the Evergreens had these yellow uniforms. 
there's a strike to Chris Wiesman. And the players were told that you could not use the color-safe bleach. Even though it said color-safe, the, the, the uniforms could not be washed that way. And our now Everest alumni, Tanner Richardson, was the first guy to ruin his uniform. So he immediately had a different number when the Evergreens wore their home. I mean, it looked like a tie-dye uniform when he showed up at the ballpark. One ball and one strike. Coming home here, swing and a miss. So, I mean, the Evergreens have shown three different unis this year. They have the green with the silhouetted numbers. They have the black uniforms, which I think is the preferred look these days with green numbers and yellow trim. And these yellow tennis ball uniforms. Checked his swing. He didn't go. Think they're going to appeal down? No, they're not. Two balls and two strikes here to Chris Wiesman. Got a runner at second and one out. So a hit to the outfield from Wiesman or from Caden Kreitlow on deck would get the Evergreens onto the scoreboard here in this 5-0 ball game. Evergreens with only two hits so far. Fine time for a third. Off-speed pitch. Stays outside, and the count goes full to Chris Wiesman. The Evergreens do have gray tops with gray bottoms. It's my favorite Everest look. I don't think they hand out the gray tops anymore. That's the oldest uniform that the Evergreens have. And that is called strike three. Wiesman knew it. He kind of rolled his head back as that pitch went by him. That's the second out. Which leaves things up to Caden Kreitlow with a man on second. First baseman. Caden struck out his first time. Lefty versus lefty here. I still think Caden's such a big, strong kid that before the season's over, he's going to send one for a long ride. Reaches out here, and that is a foul ball down the third baseline. Close. Caden looking to be more productive second time up against Aiden Boylan. Coming home, that's outside, gets away from the catcher. Wild pitch will move Brock Babish down to third base with two outs. The Evergreens have had men in scoring position twice before. Back in the second inning, one out and a man on second. Unable to get the timely hit. Again, that's been missing from the Evergreens' offensive resume all season. Had a man thrown out at third in the third inning. Swing and a miss here. Strike two on Kreitlow. And now we've got a man at third base with two outs. Yeah, the Evergreens' batting average as a team with runners in scoring position is rotten this year. Pitches outside, two balls and two strikes. I mean, again, it is this weekend that will bring the season to the halfway point. I mean, the story of this year isn't really written yet. Things that have been problematic in the first half of the year can turn around in the second half. That's something the Evergreens have to get better at. This is lifted foul, and we stay at two balls and two strikes. I mean, going into the year, we thought the strength would be pitching, and it is. Nate Langman and Brock Babish are great varsity-level pitchers. After that, the pitching is thin. The defense has been improving. 2-2 two -two pitches fouled back. And Caden Kreitlow's being a tough customer this at-bat, so that's good to see. 
I mean, the question mark still is the hit. Where, where's, the, where's the inning? Where, where's, where's the hitting? Where's the offense going to come from? And the Evergreens are still looking to find that. 2-2 two, two pitch here. It's inside, and the count goes full to Caden Kreitlow. Two outs, runner at third, and the count is full. Can the Evergreens break through here? And that is called strike three, and Caden Kreitlow has struck out to end the inning. So the runner gets down to third base, and Aiden Boylan battles back with two big strikeouts, his fourth and fifth of the afternoon, and the Evergreens still have not scored. We're going to the fifth. It's Holman five, D.C. Everest nothing. We go to the top of the fifth inning. It's another inning of work for Noah Shimaluski. He is the third pitcher that the Evergreens have used today. The Evergreens also have a change at third base. Wyatt Miles was the starting third baseman. Braxton Olson is now playing at third. That's a sign to me that Wyatt Miles may be asked to pitch in the final couple of innings today. So again, Wyatt Miles, who's when he's not pitching, is almost always a part of the Everest infield. He's played a lot of third base, and he's played some second base, too. Wyatt Miles is out now. Wyatt Miles may re-enter later as a pitcher for the Evergreens. Wyatt Miles hasn't worked since last Wednesday. Right, Noah Shimaluski, who came on in the fourth inning, gave up two hits but was not scored upon and also managed two strikeouts. Again, Noah Shimaluski, is it the stuff of blazing saddles? No, no, it isn't. But Noah Shimaluski's been around the strike zone. Kyle Gerald, who is 0 for 2, ready to hit for Hudson as we uh, for a Holman as we play the top of the fifth. Hudson was a 3-0 loser yesterday. I can only imagine what time Hudson must have gotten home last night. Arrived here late because their bus broke down. First pitch is a strike to Gerald. And I see another coach bus arriving here. This must be one of the softball teams. Oh, this no, superior. this is Superior here. Not to jinx our friends from Superior, but they are using the same coach line <laughs> that was used by Hudson yesterday. <laughs> Fouled off, no balls and two strikes. <laughs> a bus line that will remain nameless. But if I was the salesperson for, uh, for Lamers, I'd be on the phone to some of our other school districts. No balls and two strikes. Fouled off, so we'll stay at 0-2. We're playing the top of the fifth. Chris Conley here on a pretty nice Saturday morning. Weather's going to stay nice right through the afternoon, too. Understand that late tonight we may be clouding over and that of the two days this weekend, this one, Saturday, is going to be better than Sunday. Shimaluski's ahead to Gerald, no balls, two strikes. 
Leg kick coming home. Just missed outside. Close. Come on, Blue. Ball and two strikes. Strike zone's been good today. Don't have anything to complain about. In fact, you know what? If you look at the season on the whole, one, two, pitch, and that is outside, two balls and two strikes. We have not seen a lot of inconsistent strike zones this year. In fact, the, the quality of umpiring that we have, pretty solid from, from the guys that we've seen this season. Two balls and two strikes. Ground ball just out of the reach of the pitcher. It's behind the bag at second. Throw him out, Chris Wiesman. Wiesman knew that he had to hustle that ball over to first base, and he did. Kind of a slow roller that's sometimes a tough play. Wiesman, solid at shortstop for the Evergreens. And you know that old saying that the officials are doing a good job if you kind of don't notice them? That's been true for a lot of our baseball games this year. Aiden Boylan, the opposing pitcher. Likely to be a winner today if the Evergreens don't have a big comeback. He's one for two, and he'll take his turn at bat. First time facing Noah Shimaluski. It's up high for a ball. Hayden Davidowski, who worked one inning in relief, three hits, two runs, both earned. Again, I think the Evergreens may be using a fourth pitcher before they bring this game to a close. 1-0 pitch, swing and a miss. One ball and one strike. Again, Shimaluski is just kind of a, a here-it-is, try-and-hit-it kind of pitcher. But his release point is kind of three-quarters, a little bit above sidearm. And that could be a little bit tricky for some of these batters. Boylan's hitting from the left side. 1-1 one, one pitch. Pops that up. It's over the Everest dugout and fouled off. 1-2. and two. I see the Brewers were winners again yesterday in Atlanta. 6-3. I mean, it's hard for me to judge how the Brewers are because two of the teams in their division, the Pirates and the Reds, are just absolutely awful. So the Brewers have been feasting against the bad teams. Atlanta's around 500. The Brewers went on the road and beat them last night. Down low, 2-2. Two and two. Remember years ago when the Astros were in the National League and the Astros were just horrible? You'd, you'd go down to Houston, you'd be expecting a sweep. They'd come up here, you'd be expecting a sweep. Well, now they're over in the American League, and of course they're much better. But uh, that National League Central has two really bad teams. Ground ball to first. Kreitlow bobbles it. Got a flip to the pitcher. Covering. Got him. Kreitlow did a good job staying with that after a tricky hop. And the Everest pitcher, Shimaluski, figured out right away that he had to hustle over to first base and cover. And he did. So everything worked out for the Evergreens. Two up, two down here in the fifth inning. Troy Gradowinski is one for two. Another left-handed bat in this Holman order. Again, Holman's bidding for a fourth straight win. Coming home here, smacked, fouled into the chain-link fence. I've always liked that Dave Langman's got signs that he puts up. You know, no pepper. You know, warm up and play in outfield. He put, puts them up, and they are removable, small signs that you put up on the chain-link fence. I've always thought that he should have other signs. No hit and run. Maybe some team will follow that. Just put it up there, see what happens. Outside corner strike, no balls, two strikes. No stealing third. Put that sign up. Just follow him what the sign said. 
Shimaluski's looking for an easy fifth inning. Two outs, none on, and here's his 0-2 pitch. Hit to the first baseman, quite low, catches it on a fly. And the inning comes to a close. That's a three-up, three-down inning for Noah Shimaluski. He's retired the last four that he's faced. We'll go to the bottom of the fifth. Holman still leads D.C. Everest 5-0 on 93-9 the game. Bottom of the fifth inning. This game has moved right along. We're what? We're just under an hour and a half in. Got to be another inning of work for Aiden Boylan, who by the end of this inning may be coming up against his pitch count. Boylan has six strikeouts. He's walked only one, and he's allowed two hits. Again, more importantly, the Evergreens, three times now, have had men in scoring position, have not been able to pick them up. Elijah Schmidt is scheduled to bat, but Schmidt left the ball game, which Noah Shimaluski is going to take his turn about. And Elijah Schmidt was the starting center fielder. Preston Miller is out there in center for him now. Noah Shimaluski to take his first at bat of the afternoon. Lefty against lefty, so this will be tough duty here for Noah. Let's see what he can do in this spot against Aiden Boylan, who's gone the distance so far, and has staked to a 5-0 lead. Strike one on the inside corner. Shimaluski, in very limited plate appearances this year, is 0 for 3. And that is strike two. So Noah has yet to get the bat off his shoulder and saw two pitches in exactly the same spot. Inside corner. Coming home here. Grounder up the first base side. First baseman has it go under his glove. Ball is loose and Noah's aboard. And a hit for Noah Shimaluski. Bouncing ball. First baseman had to reach back across his body and it went under his glove. Noah Shimaluski with his first hit of the year. Lead off runner. And now Nick Cotter will hit. 35, 35 courtesy runner. And a courtesy runner comes out for the Evergreens, Josh Hopkins. Glad to see Josh get on the field because he'll give us a chance to talk about his really excellent night last night. Worked into the fifth inning, got himself a varsity win and was not scored upon. Here is Nick Cotter who between now and the end of the year, Nick Cotter's bat is going to get going. Pitches inside, ball one. You know, maybe not having to catch so far today will give him kind of that break that he needs. Nick Cotter for the season is 2 of 24. 
The hits will come. They, they just have to. Bounced off the plate. Below the pitcher's glove. Second baseman feels that there's one, and Cotter has bounced into a double play. You know what? If the pitcher touches that ball, it's probably not a double play. Instead, the play is made behind second base. And Nick Cotter, one swing of the bat, and Holman has two outs instead of one. Center fielder, number one, Preston Miller. And Preston Miller will now hit for the Evergreens. Again, Miller is re-entering. Preston Miller's starting pitcher, now out in center field, takes strike one. Bases are empty, and now there are two outs. Miller has just taken strike two. So Hayden Boylan we're thinking would get close to 100 pitches, but you know what? The double play, he, he could actually work into the sixth potentially here. Swing and a miss, and that is an easy inning for Aiden Boylan. Gets the double play ball and has just struck out Preston Miller, so he faces the minimum through five. It is Holman five, D.C. Everest nothing on 93-9, the game. Four. 